Welcome to the first Canna Viking show. We're going to ask you to like and subscribe. Today we're going to talk about cannabis. What are your favorite methods of consuming cannabis? Are you an edibles person? Do you like dabs, joints, bongs, pipes, metal, tin cans? What are you into? For me, that's kind of a hard question to answer. I like my dabs, I like my joints, and I like my bong. I will tell you what I don't like. I don't like metal pipes. Can't stand them. And if I never smoke through another tin can again, well, good. I'd rather make a pipe out of the ground, you know what I mean? So I've been consuming cannabis for most of my life. Well more than three quarters of it. And I can say this, that I stopped smoking cannabis to get stoned a long time ago. I do believe firmly that it is medicine. I also believe that it's not for everyone. Some people just don't react well to it. Uh, me personally, I've taken some breaks. I've taken uh, more than a year off at times. And the truth is, is I feel that I'm better off with it. I suffer from anxiety. I suffer from uh, depression. All those wonderful catchphrase words. And uh, for me, it seems like cannabis keeps that controllable. Keeps me focused on what's important. And I'm able to function through my life. I'm also a cannabis patient. I have uh, been suffering with uh, back injuries uh, for most of my life. I'm not very old. I've gotten new hips. Um, and the truth is, is I haven't really taken any opioid pain medicine, and it's because of cannabis. Now, uh, kind of on that note, is that, you know, we have a stigma right now in this country as far as cannabis is concerned. Um, half the country seems to be kind of coming around and the other half is still holding on to the old this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs rather than it just being an egg in a frying pan. So, I also understand that, you know, cannabis use amongst children uh, could be harmful. I will speak for myself. Uh, my parents both passed away, so I'm comfortable kind of saying these things. Uh, well in my youth, um, before the age of 10, I started consuming cannabis. Uh, my mother would give it to me um, after school sometimes. Uh, I have a learning disability. So she discovered very quickly that if she did that, that I was able to kind of sit down and uh, wash away the day, um, hold the tears back. It was School was very difficult for me. Um, no matter how hard I concentrated, it just would never uh, translate from my brain to my hand. So, we also discovered that uh, on some level, that when I consumed cannabis, that my ability to uh, uh, transcribe information from reading to writing it down myself uh, was improved on some level. So, there was definite uh, a, a positive effect in my childhood. Uh, kind of a little backstory on that. I was told when I was a young man that uh, I wouldn't graduate high school. I would be, uh, uh, the only thing I'd really be qualified to do were things like retread tires and remedial work. Um, that I just wasn't going to be able to uh, function highly enough in society to uh, really make anything of myself. Uh, thankfully, my mother and those teachers uh, that I had early on did not agree with those assessments. I will say that I finished high school, I, I went to college, etc. Um, 
I, I've made a life for myself. And I can say that uh, between those teachers and cannabis, since that's the subject, uh, kind of made that possible. Now, there's some things going on today, like with Delta 8. Uh, I don't trust it. I, I understand the science kind of behind it. Um, I tried it one time, and it was very half-hearted because I'm just not into the to anything chemically altered, I guess. Uh, if I'm going to consume cannabis, I just want the real thing. It blows me away that we're going to allow these, these man-made chemicals into the system, but no, we're still going to fight you know, the idea that, that marijuana you know, is, is so powerful uh, that it causes people to uh, uh, you know, sleep in the streets. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy to me. And I understand that sometimes cannabis, especially for a first-time smoker, that it can be overwhelming. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, is, it, it is a psychoactive, right? Um, but I do know this, that uh, in 10,000 years of recorded history, nobody died from it. So that's kind of a, uh, a plus. Um, I, I think that... Uh, with legalization happening across the country, that uh, the eventuality of uh, of cannabis use um, will lose that stigma. I also believe that there will be less recreational use. Um, but to tell you the truth, I'd rather recreational cannabis than recreational alcohol. I, I don't drink. i just seen more damage done with alcohol than I ever with cannabis. Um, but I think that eventually, you know, it'll become kind of a normal part of our society. Uh, well, I, I, that's a bad word to put, I guess, normal, right? Um, it already is a normal part of our society, but a more accepted part of our society where we're not going to get uh, beat up for cannabis use. Um, you know, there's so many things out there, in my opinion, that are worse that we put in our bodies every day. And I know this, that uh, cannabis is now, every day in science, we're getting these wonderful new articles about the uh, the benefits of cannabis and CBD and cannabinoids and terpenes and uh, things like that. And with this documented research, uh, it turns out that all the old wives' tales, for the most part, are kind of true, right? You know, it, it, it helps with ADHD. I just read an article about ADHD and autism and cannabis and how cannabis and CBD in particular is helping these kids uh, without the harsh stimulant chemicals that they use, like Adderall and, and things like that, um, to, uh, uh, to stimulate these kids. And <clears throat> why not? That's wonderful. You know, it, it certainly is less addictive, uh, certainly is less harmful. Anyway, I kind of digress on that. My whole point is, is, you know, cannabis consumption um, in the United States is becoming more and more accepted. And with the more, ex with the, ex the more acceptance, um, we will actually get documented research. Because the truth is, is we have 10,000 years worth of experience uh, with the substance that there's... A lot of things that we know about it that just aren't uh, recorded and and at this aren't recorded at this point and then recreated at this point, right? Because that's science. You have to recreate uh, in order to report, and then it has to be peer reviewed and all that good stuff. 
But with the more peer review that we're getting with cannabis, the more benefits that we're seeing. And sure, we're going to find that there's going to be a portion of the population that it's going to trigger things like schizophrenic fits, um, some psychosis and things like that. But here's the truth. Sugar does the same thing. Uh, <laughs> the idea of, of how the, the benefits of cannabis are kind of subdued, right, in reporting, and then the, benefit, or the, the detriments of cannabis is blown so far out of proportion. You know, it makes it sound like, oh, my God, we're, we're, we're killing people. You know, and the truth is, is that when we look at this data and we cross-reference it with things like, uh, uh, like, uh, for instance, um, uh, psychosis, trauma uh, between cannabis and aspirin, you will find that over-aspirin consumption still has a higher occurrence of these episodes than cannabis does. Um, maybe it's because cannabis, you know, those cannabinoids and those receptors are already in my body, are already in our bodies, uh, and ready to accept them. And I don't think we have an aspirin receptor, but I'm not a scientist. So if a scientist comes on and listens to this and has something to dispute with that, I would love to hear it and, uh, learn the science, but that's going to wrap up our first show. I appreciate all the listeners. And, uh, like I said, like, and subscribe until next time.